Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is purpose. I'm talking with Megan Holmes, the creator of She Lives Purposefully. We will talk about how to find and use your gifts, what God's purpose is, how God creates beauty out of pain, and how to be set apart. Megan, I'm so happy to have you on. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, and anything else you would like to share? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to be here. Um, so my name is Megan, and yep, I'm the founder of She Lives Purposely. The It's a blog, it's a podcast. I call it a Christian living resource. Um, still kind of come up with exactly, I guess, what it is. But um, we have a sweet community on Instagram. I'm from Pennsylvania. I work in PR and marketing. I graduated um, from college with a degree in communication. So I do that for a nonprofit and I do She Lives Purposely um, as well. So work by day and She Lives Purposely by night and on the weekends. And yeah, so I also, I was, I grew up in the church. Uh, My dad is a pastor. I am a girl study, um, girls Bible study leader. So just very involved in all things um, promoting the gospel and Jesus and encouraging women. Um, So yeah, I'm just excited to to be here and be able to do that here too. Yeah, awesome. I'm so happy that you're on here with me. I'm so excited about this interview. Um, So Right when we jump in, I wanted to share a Bible verse. Um, I will be sharing Romans 8, 28. uh, And and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is so cool. I love that verse. And I think one of the things that I wanted to point out is that it says that God works for the good of us. Um, He doesn't work to punish us or... um, for our downfall or whatever he works for the good of us um which i think is some sometimes hard to remember um but i think that's an important part of the verse um so yeah if you would like to if there's anything that stuck out to you you can No, I I think something that I sometimes struggle with is that idea that, you know, he is working for my good because I think sometimes life cannot feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it is so beautiful to remember that that is truth, even when life doesn't seem like that is what's happening. And it's so cool to know. And I think it's a truth that has brought me through so much suffering too. And knowing that the Lord, you know, he brings beauty from ashes and he works all things for the good of those who love him. Like that's so beautiful. We are his children and, and he wants good for us, which is so cool. I also love the second half of that verse um, because it's, he works good for works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So that just this idea, one, that we are called, it's not a mistake that we're his children. It's not a mistake that he has a purpose and a plan for our lives. But two, knowing that this calling is for his purpose. And this is something that I feel like I've really had to work through in this idea of purpose is that um, purpose is not necessarily for us. Yes, like he wants good for us, but it's always for the glory of God. Um, And it's always for his ultimate purpose too. So I love that part of the verse too, because it's such a, I guess it brings my mind to such a heavenly mindset, you know, and just kind of refocusing my life on like, okay, like what can I do for the Lord today? Yeah. Yeah. And I think in a world where everyone is so focused on glorifying themselves and um, it kind of is so self-centered world I think it's a good reminder and a good perspective shift 
um, to for our perspective to be on God and his purpose for us. Um, so real quick before we, before we start, um, what is your journey with purpose? Like what makes purpose such a big thing in your life? Yeah, um, I would say, I guess my journey with purpose um, probably began when I was really, I guess I would say like, junior high probably or middle school I guess whatever you want to call it I don't know (laughs) um and really I think for the not for the first time but it really became just the Lord really became something more serious in my life um and starting to think through you know high school's coming up and then college was coming up what do I want to do with my life and so this kind of idea like what what does God possibly have for me to do and then I think it kind of developed into um where I guess I would say my journey with purpose really began was in college. It was my first semester of college and we went through as a family, just a really tragic situation. Um, And it really kind of shook me to my core. I had never gone through something that was um, tragic personally, I guess I would say. Um, So I kind of was struck with this idea, like how could God allow something not good to happen to me and my family? and just was reading a verse one day out of the truth and it was in second Corinthians and it talks about how our God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction so that we can comfort others with that same comfort. And the two words, so that struck out to me so much because it spoke to purpose here is suffering and it has a purpose. And this purpose is yes. Now, you know, the comfort of God, cause he can comfort you. And now you can go share that same comfort. Um, so I think it really began to shift this idea of purpose in my mind that like, okay, purpose is not again, the same idea about me, the Lord, like there's so many things that are going to happen in my life and the and the Lord is going to use them for my good. Like it benefited, not benefited me, but there was so much good that came out of such a hard situation, which I thought was impossible. And then two, how the Lord was glorified through it. Like she lives purposely with something that came out of that situation. So I feel like that is something that's huge. Um, So yeah, I guess all of that to say is my journey with purpose has gone from, you know, very like, okay, very practically. And I think very normally, like what has God what does he want from my life and what are the things he's going to do in my life to then also just like watching it unfold, even in pain. And I think purpose and pain was a big shift for me, recognizing that there is even purpose in a hard time. I don't know if that all makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it does. I love that. And um, we're going to talk a little bit um, more when I go into the questions, but God creating beauty out of ashes and pain. um, Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that because I think that's such a big part of, everybody's story everybody's going to go through pain um, and suffering and the fact and the idea that God has a purpose through that and he's going to make that well not through the pain but like like not he didn't cause the pain but he has a purpose for you and he's going to create, create beauty out of that is such an amazing thing and I've had um an experience with that too I when I was younger um I went through some, a really hard season with some anxiety where Mm -hmm. my only focus was getting through the day. Um, And after that kind of season was over, it felt like during that season I'd been breaking. And then after it was over, I was just left with all these broken pieces. And I'm like, what do I need to, like, what do I do with these? What is, what do I even do now? And that's kind of when I turned to God and 
he took those broken pieces and the messy situation that I thought couldn't, didn't have any purpose. That was just messy and broken and purposeless. And he created something beautiful out of it. And mm-hmm. I can say if I hadn't gone through that season of anxiety, wasn't for the journey probably would have never been a thing. Um, yeah. So that's kind of part of my journey with purpose. Um, so, I love that. Uh, that's beautiful. Thank you. So going into the questions, first, what gifts do you have and how are you using them for God's kingdom? This is such a good question. It's a, it's a topic that I love so much and I think I kind of revisit all the time because I just am curious to see, um, <clears throat> I guess, what gifts I have, if there's any that have kind of developed and different things. Um, I would say that I think that I have the gift of exhortation um, and maybe discernment. I have always prayed for wisdom. So I'd love to think that that's something that the Lord has given me. Um, I've been told that I have that gift. So it's something that I have always really wanted and, and really prayed for. And recently I've also been praying for the gift of mercy. And I feel like I have slowly watched the Lord start to um, also give me that gift. And I guess, um, have the opportunity to sort of curate that, if that makes sense. Um, But I think the way that I guess I would say I'm using them, it, it, to me, I think seems very practical and very in the daily. And I think that's almost how we start to realize the gifts that we have that the Lord gave us. Because I think, you know, if I'm just by myself 24 seven all the time, like I'm not going to necessarily know if I have the gift of hospitality or exhortation or mercy, you know, giving others mercy. But if I am like with other people and with the body of Christ and in the church and starting or teaching, for example, like if I never step into that, I don't know if I have that gift, for example. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, watching those things very practically happen is how I've been using them. So I think it just comes in encouraging and exhorting friends, um, praying for the life decisions that friends are making and trying to, just give advice in that, which I think sometimes feels very natural to me. And just even praying over the words that I'm about to say to somebody, um, hoping that it comes out with wisdom. Um, and I think too, even through She Lives Purposely, just using that as a platform um, of exhortation and and wisdom, I hope too. So I think in practical little ways like that, like using, like having those gifts come through things that I feel like that God has given me, whether it's my community or other talents and abilities or a platform or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I guess if that makes sense too. <laughs> yeah, and I love how you said practical little things because I think there's such this idea in, um, I, I guess, Christian culture that with our gifts, we need to do something huge mm-hmm. and big and we need to make a huge statement and impact thousands of people. But the truth is sometimes God's work And sometimes using our gifts is for little things. Right. Um, Yeah. I think too, like even if we think of the apostles in the New Testament, um, and you know, they're going from place to place. Um, If you think of Paul or Peter or whoever it was going to these different churches and these different groups of Christians. um, But then nobody necessarily thinks about, let's say, the people who house Paul and Peter and those who had the gift of hospitality in that way that had such a huge impact to be able to strengthen these apostles to go do what they were going to do. But like you're saying, like those very little practical ways where like they were able to use that gift or maybe somebody who encouraged the people that we hear about. 
and use their spiritual gifts in that way. So I think it's really cool too, and just as powerful and meaningful, and the Lord sees it just as much as, you know, the next Billy Graham who's going to have a platform of thousands upon thousands, if not millions of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so second one is something that I've heard so many people struggle with. How do you even start discovering God's purpose and plan for you? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, And I think it is something that we all definitely, even if we feel like we've nailed down the topic of purpose, struggle with from time to time. Um, The first, I guess, encouragement I would say is just to start walking in his ways. Um, There are already things in scripture that God has called us to do. Um, And whether that is spending time with him, whether it's sharing him, worshiping him, turning from sin and putting that to death, praying, different things like that. Um, I think if we start to forget those things, then we've kind of missed the idea of purpose as a whole because it all starts with the Lord. So I think step one is really starting to walk with him um, and walk in his ways. And I really don't think that we are going to easily discover what God has for our lives if we don't do that. Because if we're looking for God's will for us and we're not seeking him and doing the things that he's already told us to do, um, you know, we're kind of trying to jump, not steps in a sense, but kind of like if we're looking for an answer and we're ignoring an answer he's already given us kind of idea. Um, But then I think too, and I think this is something that has really helped me with discovering Um, what I feel like God's purpose and plan for my life is, is stepping into natural things that you naturally feel inclined to. Um, And what I mean by that is kind of talents and abilities that you have. So I believe that God creatively created each of us for a reason. There's a reason that we're not the same. There's a reason that I'm not you and you're not me and you have talents and abilities and inclinations that I don't have and vice versa. Um, So I think stepping into those things, for example, me trying to step into um, blogging and creating She Loves Purposely and and praying about those things and letting the Lord redirect and guide, I think is big too. Um, I do think he's given us different talents and abilities for a reason. And I think it is good to pray about and move into um, jumping into those things. But I think too, and this kind of goes back to the first point that I was making, um, is kind of remembering the big picture in all of it and that it's all for the glory of God, all for loving God and all for loving other people. So in all of those talents and abilities, remembering kind of like how can I do that and everything? You know what I mean? Like if I create She Lives Purposely and it has nothing to do with glorifying God, then maybe it's something that I could change or wasn't supposed to step into or, you know what I mean? Right. And I think that goes back. I say all the time, we need to focus on glorifying God instead of glorifying ourselves. Um, And I really love how you said all of that, because I think, um, especially from a teenager's perspective, um, or somebody who's even just starting to have a relationship with God, um, it seems so big and so scary. And something about how you said that made it seem less scary. Um, (laughs) So I love that. Um, Good. Good. No, that makes me really happy. Good. So the next thing, I also have something I wanted to add for this next question. Um, In your own life, how has God created beauty and calling through pain? Yeah. Um, Well, I think I touched on this a little bit before, but in my first um, year of college, I went through a family tragedy and I've talked about it on my podcast before and on my Instagram. So I'll share it here too. But um, my grandmom was, was murdered a couple on my first year of college. And for me, it kind of 
felt like the first um, person stuff as you know but but when it really becomes happens in your own life or becomes personal it kind of you know it definitely hit in a different way um and so in that i think at first i really tried to um just kind of work through it and just try and be a good christian and <laughs> um almost like work through it how i thought god would want me to work through it and gradually though i think there were definitely different doubts and things that i was pushing down that started to creep up um questions, you know, like how can God be good and allow something like this to happen? Um, very questions that I think are pretty um, common, but just things that I hadn't really thought of before. Um, or I guess I just had answered without having a personal connection to them before. Um, so it really was truly like a very hard season, months where I just was crying every single day. Um, and just, I was so, I, I honestly would say even points when I was really mad at God and just confused by God. And um, I had just come out of a season where in high school and in junior high, I really was doubting just faith in general um, and always trying to seek the Lord, but just doubting it. And he had just brought me, I felt like out of that season where I was like, okay, like I know that, you know, the Christian faith and Jesus is, is what I believe to be true. And I have no more doubts about that anymore. And then literally three days after I kind of felt that like, okay, like no more doubts entered the season where there was just this huge tragedy and season of pain. Um, but I think how God created beauty and calling out of that, um, was so it was months again of that same idea where I was just sad and, and bitter and, and angry. And I was talking to some friends and they just were, um, just saying, you know, that they were going to pray for me and just all these things. And I kind of almost was like, in disbelief about it. I'm like, okay, you're going to pray, but it's not really going to do anything, you know? Um, and we were going on a retreat that upcoming weekend and they were telling me, they were like, Megan, you like, the Lord is going to do something in your life here. Like, I really feel like this weekend is going to be really big for you. And I was like, okay, like kind of eye roll, you know, kind of idea. And we went on this retreat and we opened up to second Corinthians one, which talks about the God of all comfort. And later in the verse two, and like I said, it talks about how he comforts us so that we can comfort others. And then um, the writer also talks about how they went through things that um, felt like death to them. Like it was so awful. And I really just felt like it almost felt like the Lord really knew where I was coming from. Like he understood the weight of my pain. Um, but I'm, I'm not even like, I, it sounds crazy, but it really felt like the words began to lift off the page to me. And um, I always feel wary when people say things like this. And I'm like, that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> but it really like, I felt like the words were just lifting off the page to me. And it really was a, as though God was like, you know that I'm good. And like, I am going to walk through this with you and there's going to be purpose in this kind of idea. Um, or he, it wasn't even like, there's going to be purpose in this, but it was this feeling of that. And I just burst into tears. Um, and just like kind of fell to the ground and just was like weeping at in this retreat. And it's this little room, like it just was kind of crazy. And genuinely since that day, I had not felt that level of anger and pain and sadness again, which was really incredible. Um, but what the Lord started to kind of like work through my heart then was, okay, like you have gone through something that is very tragic and I am bringing comfort to you and kind of reminding me of that verse, like, now you can go do that for other people too and bring my comfort to them. And that began just kind of 
honestly a totally different lifestyle of like everything that I do. I want people to know how comforting and how loving my Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So I just like seeped into school and meeting new people and connecting with people and listening to their pain and their stories and, you know, comforting them. And even if they weren't Christians, like bringing verses and not pushing it on them, but just like, this is how God has comforted me. And here's like this word for you and verses for you. And this is what he can do for you. And, and soon developed into creating She Lives Purposefully where I was like, there is so much purpose in life that is bigger than ourselves. There's purpose even in the worst kind of situation. And if there's purpose, even in the worst kind of situation, there's purpose in the day to day. So um, trying to develop that more and more. So I think he really, God created this beauty from ashes by having me almost one, just be comforted by him, but two, really depend on him and lean on him. Um, and from that, like he just, he does so much good. And I don't think that it takes away necessarily the pain, you know, of what happens in a situation. Um, and I don't think that God wants necessarily to, you know, look over that either. I think, you know, there's verses like when Lazarus dies, like Jesus wept. I think he really recognizes and, and feels with us. Um, but the beautiful part is, is that he can redeem all things. Yeah. And, and yeah, and he has done that, which is really cool. That was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and I actually wrote something down because you picked out a few points from that I think is kind of applies to what I was going to say. But when I was 18 months old, I was diagnosed with a congenitive heart condition called um, subaortic stenosis and I had an open heart surgery when I was I just turned three um, and so I spent the years of my childhood kind of going to the cardiologist it wasn't a huge thing I was always used to having a scar on my chest like it was you know um, but my parents talked about when I was diagnosed how extremely hard that was having like a child with some health problems mm -hmm. and um, I had my second open heart surgery when I just turned 11. Okay. And there were kind of no words to describe how hard that was um, leading up to that. Um, it was so scary and so hard and it felt so messy and so, yeah. Meh. And on my third day in the hospital, I just come out of the ICU when I was not feeling good. I wasn't eating. And this woman came in and says, you're, you've been qualified for make a wish. Um, and the Make-A-Wish Foundation, if you don't know, helps kids who've had um, life-changing illnesses that are under the age of 12, and they get to choose a place to go, a person to visit, just really anything. And we were really surprised because we kind of had this image of Make-A-Wish where kids were like terminal, like going to pass away soon. Um, not like a kid like me. And we figured out that I qualified and we decided, I decided to go to Harry Potter world for my Make-A-Wish trip because I loved Harry Potter. <laughs> that was probably the best experience that I've ever had. And even now I'm an ambassador for Make-A-Wish. I speak at some events and wow. just thinking about how hard it was for my parents when I, when they discovered that I had the condition or how hard it was leading up to the surgery, how I kind of felt like, how the heck can anything good come out of this? Like, yeah. this just feels so hard and so difficult. But there was something that God made beautiful, literally right there. Um, yeah. That's kind of 
in my own life how God has created calling for pain. And um, I think that's, yeah, but. Um, that's incredible. Thank you. But, um, and I really, I really did love what um, you said, especially about, um, well, not like, I kind of sense in that, like you go through this pain and you have no idea, like when God's, when something's going to happen, when whatever, when things are going to get better, <clears throat> but that could kind of be right around the corner. Like, yeah. um, it happened for me when I was in the hospital, like right. what if that would be the worst part of everything. Yeah. Um, so no, absolutely. and I think, I think too, it's almost, um, beautiful to think about too. Cause sometimes, you know, I think for both of us, it seems like we have had, um, moments where we felt like a, a corner was turned and for some people like who may not be there yet, or, or maybe, you know, there's some situations where it feels like it may never come and, and that corner that will be turned is when we're in glory with Jesus and that'll be incredible. And I think it's just, it's just important and beautiful to note too, like one, that there is always going to be like beauty from ashes, whether that is like tomorrow, whether it's in a couple years, whether, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, like very close or not, or whether it is like in heaven with Jesus, nothing is going to be able to replace like that beauty that he's going to bring from like ashes. And, um, it just, yeah, I think it's so incredible, like, the way that he does that, like, whether, like, you're saying, like, it's literally in the hospital, or, or if it's years from now, or whatever, like, he is always faithful in every situation to bring beauty from ashes, and yeah, that's just so incredible. Thank you for, yeah, sharing your story, too. That's incredible. Yeah, and um, another thing that I wanted to say is, just because that happened, God created that beauty, doesn't mean that it's still not hard, yeah. And God sees that pain too. And you lost your grandma in a very difficult way. And that still probably hurts. Um, yeah. I still have a scar. I still have to go to the cardiologist. I still have some fears. Um, but I now know that God is with me through that, those fears. And um, yeah, I just wanted to mention that before we go on. <laughs> I um, love that. That's important. Thank you. So what are some lives, what are some ways that we can live a life that is holy? And holy just means set apart. Yeah. So what are some ways that we can do that? Yeah, I love that. Um, I think, um, again, just very practically and very Bible-based, some ways that we can do that is one, putting sin to death um, and just making sure that we are, and granted, disclaimer, nobody is ever going to achieve perfection. <laughs> um, and I think that we can work to put sin to death as much as we want to. And um, we're never going to be perfect. And there is so much grace in that. And the Lord knows that. And that's why he came and he died for us. Um, but I do think it is important to, to recognize that sin is something that Christ died for and to free us from it and to cleanse us from it and to reconcile us with God. And I think that a life that is very actively putting those things to death is very important. I think that's something that really sets us apart and is a way to live holy. Um, and I think on the flip side then too, just filling ourselves with him, with his word and worship and all of those things. Um, 
So I think some of the sins that very practically we can be putting to death even right now and today could be fear. Um, it could be jealousy. It could be lust. It could be pride. Anything that the Bible talks about um, and all very common things that I think we all struggle with, but the Lord calls us not to to revel in. Um, and then again, on the flip side, just like doing good things and just filling ourselves with the Lord. And like I said, whether it's just reading scripture or spending time with him or whether it is feeding the hungry and clothing the poor, um, praying for more love, patience, kindness, gentleness, you know, self-control. Um, but I think too, in, in talking about how to live a life that is holy, just remembering too that it all starts with him that we can't earn or gain holiness it's only through the blood of jesus christ so accepting that is kind of the basis for the rest of it like i could be doing all the good deeds or not doing all the wrong things but if i haven't accepted jesus um then i'm not holy you know yeah yeah hold on one second all right so um i love that um I really do. I loved what you just said. Um, and I think that's so important. I also wanted to, um, I think this kind of ties into what you're saying. Um, don't be a lukewarm Christian. Mm-hmm. Be like all in. Um, and something that I kind of think of as being a lukewarm Christian is I'm going to go to church and worship and, you know, do the good stuff, uh, yeah. do the mission trips and feel the warm, fuzzy feeling, um, which is, totally God, like, that's totally part of it, hear me, but um, I think also a big part of living a life that is set apart is um, sitting in the messy stuff and hearing the stuff that's hard to hear sometimes, Um, and I think that's a big part of living a life that is holy and set apart. Yeah, Yeah. no, I love that. Um, But, yeah, and also being who God authentically called you to be, authenticity Mm -hmm. is a really big thing for me so um just being authentic not sugarcoating anything Um, so yeah um so this can be really any example in your life so how and when did you discover something god was calling you to do so really any Mm -hmm. example of your life because there's a lot of things that god has called us to do and i imagine a lot of things that god has called you to do in your lifetime no, I love that. I think what you just said is super important too, because I think um, it's an ongoing process, like you just said. So there are things that God could call us to right now that like in five years, he's not going to have us be doing anymore. Um, so yeah, I think that's really important too, because I think if we set up this idea that we have to figure out our whole lives, it's so stressful. Um, and I think especially when you're entering college, like that's such a pressure point. Like everyone's like, you have to, you know, figure out your career for the next 60 years or whatever it is. Um, uh, And it's so much stress, but to know that the Lord doesn't expect us to plan out our whole lives perfectly. He just expects us to let him be the shepherd and us be the sheep and us following him. Um, So yeah, I love that you said that. But anyway, I think let's, I guess, for example, one thing with She Lives Purposely, I felt like the Lord was calling me to do that. And again, I guess I felt like it was very practical. So She Lives Purposely started as my um, graduation project for college. And you basically just had to make a project of things that like had to do with your major. So I majored in communications. So I was thinking I'll interview people, I'll write stories, I'll create a website. It's very like PR communications based. Um, And as I was trying to come up with it, I really 
was just thinking like, I want to do something that's impactful, not just something that's going to get me through and get a grade. Um, and so was sitting with my mom at a table one day and we came up with the name just she was purposely and um, was thinking about like, what do I want? And at the same time that I had to create this project, I was really reflecting on the season of my life where um, the Lord had healed me like very much so from um, the pain of the tragic incident. So um, I was thinking about this idea of purpose, how there's even purpose and pain and how I really believe that we are all called to live more intentionally than just letting days slip by and, you know, doing whatever we want. Um, so I thought to myself, like, let me interview six different women and um, who I feel like live purposely and get their perspectives on purpose. And that'll be my project. So I did that. It was incredible. It was such a blessing. Um, I had TV news anchors and then I had missionaries, a photographer, counselor, like businesswomen, all these different types of things. Um, and it really like people really were encouraged by it, which was cool. I know people who started going to counseling because of my interview with this counselor, this Christian counselor, and um, just really cool different things that came out of that. And I honestly, I think something like the Lord very much works in the practical because one, it was just a school project that I had to do. Um, but he also works in our heart for him. So in that, I was like, I want to do something that's impactful and that's something that glorifies the Lord. So I honestly, too, like in creating this project, I think it was one of the happiest, most joyful seasons of my life, which I think is very important to, um, and I'm just thinking of this now, but like as a note in that, like, I think it was almost something from the Lord where it's like, this is clearly something that is the very, like, you have a lot of passion for. And like, I just was so joyful about it and being able to share this with so many people. And then I got a lot of really great feedback over the next few months of people really encouraging me to continue. She lives purposely and to continue this. Um, so again, and it was something going back to talents and abilities and things like that. It was something that I did want to do. I, um, and granted, the Lord calls us to things sometimes that we don't want to do, but I think he also, you know, places those talents and abilities and desires in our hearts for a reason. So I, um, decided that I was going to try it. And I just was praying fervently every day. Like, if you don't want me to continue this, redirect me, please. Like, I don't want to do something that's not in your will um, for my life or just, you know, isn't going to be beneficial to other people. But, you know, I started, I hired somebody to make a logo. I got my friend to do a photo shoot for pictures. And I started writing blogs and picking up more interviews with people. And gradually it all started to develop and into where it is now, which has been really incredible. Um, so, yeah, I guess that would be one way. I think, too, it's important, like, going back to the calling aspect from it. When I started college and decided to major in communications, um, and I don't think the Lord always works with feelings, which is why I really want to emphasize the practical aspect of it all. Um, I did have this very strong feeling that the Lord wanted me to, and I think he wants us to use all things for his glory, but I really felt like I'm going to use this major very intentionally to glorify. Like it's going to be like almost like a project where I'm like glorifying the Lord through everything that I'm learning. And it was kind of this like overwhelming feeling where I was like, I really feel like this is the Lord. And, and I'm just going to keep that in my back pocket and like think of that as I, you know, go through school. And then as I'm finishing up, there was this opportunity to create a project that could, you know, make an impact if I wanted it to, um, or if the Lord wanted it to, too. So, um, 
yeah, I guess it kind of felt like balance between different feelings and inclinations that I had on my heart alongside just practicality where I was at in life and the opportunities that were presented to me. And then two, like my talents and abilities and things that I felt like the Lord had given me to, to step into, if that kind of makes sense. So I guess it's kind of a whole <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how you feel about this, but like you said, like going through school, you mm-hmm. didn't choose your major and feel like God called you to do that. And then you're just right. out in the mission field and you were making a huge impact. You still had to do the work to yeah. get there. Um, yeah, I think so, it's something right. that people forget. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I feel like that's important too, is when I was choosing my major for college, I did not know what I was going to do. I chose communications because I was really into theater in high school. And I was like, this is the most practical way to like use my voice and like, I don't know, kind of like writing kind of idea. Like I wasn't good at math. I wasn't good at science. So I'm like, I feel like communication sounds like it's sort of in my general area of interest. Um, So that's the very unspiritual way that I chose my major. Um, And then yeah, afterwards, I really felt like the Lord was like, you're going to be able to use this for my glory. Um, So again, I do think it is just, I think it's important that I was walking with the Lord, definitely, and open to like his spirit. But again, just that very practicalness of it, like I chose my major because I was into theater, you know? (laughs) Um, So yeah, I like that you mentioned that too. And just doing the work all throughout college, like they're it is very day-to-day, I think, for yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um, so this one, I thought a lot about. I thought a lot about this next question. Um, I Well, no, that's not the right question. Do you think there's a difference between God's calling for you and God's purpose for you? I am I so curious to hear your thoughts on this. I, um, I feel like I have always thought of them, I guess, as synonyms almost, at least in the way I've understood them to be. But I think if I would, and don't quote me on this, because I I don't know if this is a sure definition or I I think I'm very open to a different um, idea. But if I had to state a difference, I think, between the two, I think God's calling on our life um, almost seems like a particular plan that God has for your life that brings him glory. Um, and so for example, like I am not called to be Sadie Robertson and Sadie Robertson is not called to be Billy Graham. Um, and a Bible study leader might not call, be called to be a pastor and a pastor's not called to be a businessman. Like the Lord has created us all very uniquely. And I think he has different callings on our life where it's like, these are the things that you're going to do, um, based on the way he's created us that bring him glory. But I think our purpose can almost be more general in the sense that I think we all have the same big general purpose and that is to glorify God, to love God and to love other people. Um, You know, the greatest commandments basically to like love the Lord your God and then love your neighbor as yourself. And I think that's almost no matter what our calling is, our purpose is always going to be the same, you know? Um, So I don't know if that makes sense. I don't even know if that is like, I don't think I would chisel that on rock <laughs> um, yeah. as the short definition of both. So I'm curious your thoughts on this too. Yeah, well, I actually, you can't see it right now, but I have a very, I have a paragraph that I wrote because I've been praying a lot about this. And again, mm-hmm. this might not be, this might not be right if there's some room for discussion on this, but um, 
I, I kind of struggled with this and I was praying about it. Um, and I'm kind of on the same page with you. I feel like God has a universal purpose for all of us, um, which I'm still discovering. I think everybody in their lifetime is still discovering. Um, it's not something that's final that like, I know everything now. Um, so I think part of it is to praise the Lord. And not only that, but I think that God is our purpose. Um, I don't know about you, but like without God, I don't like, I don't think I have a purpose. Yeah. Like, um, I agree and um, I think that God calls us to do many things. Um, so loving our neighbors, serving others, etc. I also think that God calls us to do specific things. Like you were saying, um, you have a call to a calling to ministry. Maybe I felt a calling to do this podcast. Um, you felt a calling to do Sheila's purposefully. Um, and the tricky thing I think is when we place our entire identity in our callings, even general callings. So if we place our entire identity and loving our neighbors and we mess up as humans do, where will that leave us? Or if I feel called to be a pastor and a bump in the road comes or something doesn't work out, where will that leave me and my identity? Mm-hmm. Um, now I place my entire purpose in God and I also strive to place my entire identity in God. So for me, those things are synonyms. Um, and purpose and identity, I think, are very, again, like I said, very closely tied, almost synonyms. Um, but I don't necessarily think that callings and purposes are exactly the same. So I don't know if that, any of that made sense, but that was kind of what I was thinking about when I thought of this question. No, that was a ton of sense. And yeah, I feel like it was similar, a little similar to what I was thinking, but I love, I love what you were talking about with identity. Um, and I think that's so huge too. And I'm just so glad you brought it up because we can so like tie our identity into a calling that we feel like God has put on our life. But, um, again, yeah, when those things start to crumble or life shifts and our, then our identity, if our identity is in that, it shifts with it. Um, and that's not, that's not, yeah, what God called us to our identity is in Christ. So yeah, I love that. That was really good. And even, um, through wisdom for the journey, it's amazing. God called me to do Wisdom for the Journey. I feel like um, I feel like it's something he's called me to do and he's continuing to call me to do right now in this season of my life. But Wisdom for the Journey is not all that makes me me. Yeah. Or my me doing my good deeds um, is not all that makes me me. As much as sin is not all that makes me who I am. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, that's so, that's really beautifully said. Thank you. What would you say to someone who's going through a really tough spot in their life about God's purpose? Mm, um, would you, I guess, are you saying they're going through like a season of suffering or they just are confused about purpose? Probably more confused about purpose. Like okay. if you were just kind of like, where am I supposed to be right now? What is God's purpose for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would say I would encourage that person to really like just, and I think I said this before, but just be, um, doing the things and walking in the things that he has already called you to do. I think that God, um, rarely will give us the full vision and, and idea for our life and give us, you know, 60 years down the road, what we're going to do. I think very often he gives us kind of a step-by-step 
and I think it's very intentional so that we constantly, you know, are leaning on him and trusting him and um, following him as our guide. But I think sometimes we put the pressure on ourselves to have figured the whole thing out when really he's just calling us to follow him for the next step. So I would kind of, I guess my encouragement would be, um, one, that it's so understandable that it's stressful because I think we can all be very stressed about this, but two, um, the Lord hasn't called you to figure everything out and, and it's okay to kind of let that go. And sometimes there's very immediate decisions, you know, like choosing a college or am I going to take this job or should I marry this person, you know? Um, and I think all of that really, like, as long as you are in prayer, I don't think that the Lord would ever, you know, punish somebody for being confused or or being not sure about a next step and making the quote-unquote wrong choice you know I think if there's a wrong choice he's very faithful to show us and then it's more of a disobedience issue um yeah so I don't know I feel like that has brought peace in my life I remember a teacher telling me that before too like the Lord's not going to punish you for being confused about a choice and making maybe quote again the wrong one when it when he didn't explicitly tell you what was wrong. So, so yeah, I would say be walking in his ways and seeking him um, and trust that he's faithful, you know, to guide you. Um, And I think from there, honestly, like, I think there's a lot that's kind of up to us, like in life of of what we want to do, you know, Um, as long as we're not disobeying him and as long as we're seeking him and open to redirection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I really love that. And I absolutely loved what you said about um, figuring it all out. And I feel like there can be um, such pressure, especially like on teenagers, like you need to figure it all out right now. Yeah. But to my listeners, because my main audience um, are teen girls, you don't have to figure it all out right now. You're not right. expected to. You have time. Yeah. Kind of find there's being a teenager. Yes, it's hard sometimes. But there's also a lot of fun stuff that happens. Yeah. Let yourself kind of relax a little bit. And this is as much to me as it is <laughs> to everyone listening. Yeah. You don't have to have it all figured out. So I love that you said that. Um, so no, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's so important. And I think even when we think of Bible characters, like people in the Bible, we see their life shift multiple times. And if they had made a decision at 18 years old or whatever years old, what their life was going to look like, it would be so discouraging when it changed, you know, every like 10 years for them. Um, like you could think of Joseph, for example, who like was living with his family. And then next thing you know, like his brother's like... Um, basically sold him into slavery. And then next thing you know, he rises up and then he's in prison. And then he's like, you know, really powerful. And it's this whole journey that he would have never imagined for himself at the very beginning. Um, And a lot of decisions were kind of made for him in that sense. But I think too, in a lot of things, like what is he going to do working for Potiphar? He is just going to be a faithful worker, you know, and he's going to do what the Lord has called him to in that season. Um, And so I think even looking at Bible characters like that, and you're like, they had no idea what they were going to do for the next 50 years. Like the Lord doesn't expect me to either. He just expects me to follow him. Right. And I have never heard anybody. Well, I have like maybe once in my entire life heard of someone that's like, I discovered what I was going to do at 13 and nothing has wavered and everything went great (laughs) and perfectly and exactly how I wanted. That's not how it goes. There's going to be bumps in the road and that's okay. Um, And so I love that. 
So this next one, why do you think we as humans are so reluctant to live out our purpose or do what God has called us to do? Yeah. Oh, I love this question. Um, I guess my thought would be like one of two reasons. I think either we are unsure, like maybe we think God is calling us to do something, but we're not sure and we don't want to make the wrong move. Um, which again, then I would go back to like, the Lord's not going to punish you for being confused. Like, um, and then I think also sometimes I believe that maybe if we kind of feel like we know what God's calling us to, we think that we can figure out a better plan for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that gets tricky too. Um, obviously because God is God and he created everything. And I, I think he absolutely has a better plan for us than we could ever create for ourselves. And I think no matter what that looks like, it's so much better to be a part of his plan for the world than fighting against it. Um, yeah. So I would say we're either unsure or we just think that we know better. And even though we would never say it, you know, like out loud, like I know better than God. I think sometimes we feel that way. Um, even in the very small things like putting sin to death or, um, you know, maybe giving up an unhealthy relationship or something like that. We're like, no, I know better when God's calling us to take a different step. Yeah. And that reminds me what you said about, we think we know better. I don't know exactly what was happening, but, um, Jesus did something and Peter literally like took him aside and was like, what are you doing, Jesus? Like, this is not the right thing for you to do. And Jesus was basically like, get away from me. Like, you're, yeah. you don't, like, I'm like the son of God and you are right. telling me what's right and wrong. Um, and I think, I don't want this to sound harsh, but it's not really our place to tell God that he's wrong. Right. First of all, he's not. He's just, he's not wrong. He's perfect. Um, so yeah, I really love that. Yeah. Um, and then another thing that I think, as I was thinking about something that I've struggled with too, is um, I think we can sometimes put our anger at the world on God, making us reluctant to do things that he's called us to do. Um, mm. So, like so like, I am very angry at this thing and I think it's God's fault. So you made this happen to me. So I'm not going to do this for you kind of thing, um, which is not good either. Um, but I think it's something that I have struggled with in my life and I'm sure um, a bunch of other people. So that's just something else that I wanted to add. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So uh, these last two questions I say at the end of every episode. Um, so what would you tell your 14 year old self about purpose? That's so good. Um, I guess I would say just in short and kind of, I guess, almost summing up a lot of what I have said already, but just keep seeking Jesus, move when you feel like God is pushing you. Don't doubt the spirit's leading, um, but don't stress about it either. And again, God rarely gives us the full picture for our lives. So you're not called to plan out your whole life, but you are called to follow Jesus and let him be the shepherd. Yeah, I love that. Um, and as a 14, as a 14 year old myself, that was everything about this has been really helpful to me too. So I thank you for that. Um, oh, so, I'm so glad. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the last question is, if Jesus was sitting here right here with us right now, like in the flesh, like if he was on this podcast and, you know, talking and stuff, what do you think he would say? Just mm. 
That's so good. Like about purpose or just in general? About purpose. That's so good. Um, I feel like it, it feels tricky to me to guess. So I guess my first thought would just be different verses in scripture about like what purpose says. And I did write a couple down too. Um, so I think that he would say one, just to kind of seek him and do what he's called us to do already. Cause he's has called us to do so much in Matthew 28. He calls us to make disciples of all the nations and observe and teach all he's commanded in Matthew five. He calls us to be salt and light. In Matthew 6, he calls us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else will come afterwards, which is such a peaceful like reminder. Um, in Matthew 12, his calling for us is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor. Um, and then two, just speaking about like being chosen in that kind of calling. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says that we are chosen and called to declare the praises of God. We are called out of darkness and into his light. So I think that's really important too. And I think he would call us and remind us of that um, in Acts and in Colossians. Um, it also talks about how God uses us for his purpose and we're created for him. So I think Jesus would call us to reminder, to remember that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just even in Jeremiah 29, 11, which is such a common verse, but, and I think sometimes we take it out of context, definitely, but I think it is a sweet reminder that he already does know our whole life. So we do not need to fear. And I think Jesus would really, you know, he's not a God of fear. So I think, I think he would remind us of all of these things that we don't need to fear. And we just basically need to do whatever he's already called us to do. Yeah. And I totally love that. And if you're listening, I would totally recommend writing down those verses just so you can flip to them as just a reminder. So um, I really love that. So thank you. Um, So that wraps up today's episode. Megan, could you share um, where my listeners could find you, um, your Instagram, your podcast, which by the way, I would totally recommend listening to a podcast. It's really good. So, um, yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, you can find me on Instagram at She Lives Purposefully. Um, we also have a website with our blogs and podcasts and other studies and resources, which is shelivespurposefully.com. And then, of course, yeah, our podcast, um, She Lives Purposefully podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It's been such a sweet chat. Thank you. Bye, y'all. <laughs>